after three months of no class, it's as if no time went by. And that's one of the things I think I always enjoy when we really come into that focus with spirit of truly living in the present and the here and the now. And hopefully you've been practicing that over the summer, is really taking time to meditate, to take time to really spend inside in yourself, with yourself, and with God. And I always like just making clear as reminders for those of you who've been around and anybody who may be new or listening in, just getting familiar with what we do here on Inner Light Ministries. And just to always make that point very clear, what we're doing here in Inner Light Ministries is really spending time with God. All that we do here is all about awakening to the truth of who we are as that divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And we spend time in discovering that, experiencing that, and sharing about how to do that. And that's often the biggest key. That is always the big question is how do we really do that? And it's not just a one-time thing. It's truly a lifelong journey. We have many experiences on the journey home to God. No matter where we find ourselves, no matter where we're beginning, no matter where we think we're at or where we actually are at in that journey, on that journey, however we want to define it, believe me, it's always more than we could ever imagine. No matter what we think or feel about it, it's always different. Because the true action of spirit has nothing to do with our thoughts and feelings or physical experiences about any of it. All these vehicles we call our mind, our emotions, our imagination, and our body, all of that is just for the soul to have experience, to come to know itself in all of God's creation. And so we need to remember that, to realize that this is all here to serve the soul in its journey. But what we have done is we've lost sight of that. We've made the journey of the mind, emotions, imagination, and body more important. We've given that the importance. That's where we've gotten ourselves distracted or caught up or attached to it. And that's where all the problems come from is literally just because of our attachments and how we have made that more important than who we are in our oneness with God. It's really that simple. So a lot of what we're doing here in Interlight Ministries is not only learning what that is, but more importantly, what we can do with it, what we can do about it, what really is important to us. We all have the freedom of choice, but what do we do with those choices? What are the choices we're making? So it's important to really begin to pay attention. We call that an action of self-study, to pay attention to ourselves Notice that said selves, often referred to as that inner child or the conscious self and the high self. These that me, myself, and I. There's these different components of our self. But that's where we get confused because we get so caught up in all these other selves that have to do with their physical nature. But if we really want to simplify and make this journey easy, 
maybe a little more comfortable, is really focused just on the one true self, the God self, the soul. So that's what we attempt to do here in this action of meditation is to really have a one-pointed focus on that divine self, that soul self, that is truly just loving, pure loving, pure beingness. Everything else is truly a distraction. So the more we can give that one-pointed focus to that pure beingness of loving that we are, that God is, one, it's going to make it easier. But two, it's really going to sort through all the distractions, all the other that we've allowed ourselves to get caught up in to give more value and importance to the God self. So a lot of what we do in here is do whatever we need to cut through all the distractions to awaken to that God self. That's it. Many of you know it over and over. If you're new, you're going to hear it over and over. We boil it down to three simple things. Meditation, which is what? We just did it. Loving God and opening to receive God's love for you. Self-study, or what we call being responsible for your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. And then practicing loving, accepting, and forgiving. Self, others, God. Pretty simple. But the doing of it, well, that's where we all have the challenges and issues. The struggles, the problems, the questions, the wondering. I'll just have a point of reference. Earlier this year, the end of last school year, as I've been kind of saying, I've been on this theme lately with all that. As some of you remember, I shared last, I think it was February, February, March, about this dying experience. And any dying experience is all about completion, fulfillment, graduation. The school year was ending, right? There's a lot of graduations last spring, beginning of summer. So I talked about that from my own inner experience, but also as a reference, because part of my job is to also share with the students upon this pathway so that they may learn and pay attention to their own experience and begin to really support oneself, that is you. To pay attention, because a lot of what we share, any spiritual teachers here, not only to share about the spiritual pathway, but also to share directly with the students to support them. Consider us your personal tutors as well as just a teacher in general. It's important to realize and value the relationship of the student and the teacher. That is your greatest support in this world that God has given each and every soul. And I see myself as both. I know that. I'm still a student. That's why you've heard me say in some regards I don't like the term spiritual teacher because of what people do with that and their belief systems and their expectations. And it's often different than what we would think. That I know, because I've done that as well. But to really be a student is the most important thing, to always be learning and open and willing. 
and that any of us are teachers as we share from our experience, the wisdom of our experience, our, our knowing. That's all Jim and I are doing. The difference in this relationship is that it is a very direct action that God has placed with each of us that are really choosing and have that longing and deep intention and desire to truly awaken, know who we are, and return into that oneness with God. That's the main difference here. This is why we're not a religion. We're not a New Age group. We're not channeling. We're not doing psychic stuff. But yet everything we cover will cover the gamut of all that and way more. What we're doing here truly is about life itself. This is about the human experience and even beyond the human experience. For those of you into ETs, <laughs> wherever there is a divine spark that we call the soul, that is that living essence of God, is what we are doing here. And in truth, that is all that there is in all of creation. No matter if it's in this physical creation or any other realm or tree in the Garden of Eden that God has created. I've been to many different of those trees now in the spiritual kingdom beyond and beside just this physical one. And one thing I have found out, I am who I am and we each are no matter where we find ourselves. There's no way to change who we are because who we are is that living, loving essence of God that is always present, always aware. We are always aware. The divine essence of who we are is always aware. It is only this consciousness physically that falls asleep. The soul never falls asleep. The soul is always awake and aware. Well, Brian, that's not true. How come I go to sleep at night and I don't remember? Well, there's the difference. I don't remember. You don't remember doesn't mean you weren't aware when you were asleep. It was just the body asleep. The soul does not sleep. How can pure light ever be in darkness in a sleep? You that is light is always light. It is always awake. Yes, in this creation it's been shrouded in darkness to give the appearance of falling asleep. And so we buy into that and we believe we're asleep. And so we experience being asleep. But yet here we are, awake in our sleepfulness. Haven't you ever been in a dream and you're awake in the dream? Well, that's what we're doing in this body. This body is asleep to spirit. But who we are as a soul is awake in this dream. But what we're doing here in Inner Light Ministries is really developing that direct relationship of awakefulness. This journey, this action we do, whether it's sharing in here or in meditation, is all about that awakefulness. To really know who we are. And then to do what we need to do. To keep awakening. So as I was referring to. The end of last school year. The beginning of this current year. 2018. 
there are some completions for a lot of the students. But not everybody let go. Right? Let go, let God. So we hear a share. And I've been hearing from a few of you. Said, some of you said, oh my God, things are changing. I have let go. And then I've heard from others, I thought things were changing, but how come it's not changing? Did you remember to let go once you complete? Once you graduate? Did you let go? Or are you still hanging on to the past out of habit, out of addiction? You're so used to doing and living life a certain way that you just keep going and doing that unconsciously as if you were asleep. Not even knowing that you're actually complete. You learned the lesson, you graduated, but yet you're living as if you didn't and you just continue on with the same old, same old. Because that's a lot of what's going on. And in general, that's pretty much what goes on for all of us, but I'm talking also, as well as general, also right now, that I'm aware spiritually that there's quite a few people still hanging on to things that are actually done. So in sharing this, a lot of that sharing is for awareness, but also an awareness to realize that when you have awareness of something that empowers you to do something about it, to take responsibility, to take different choices, to take different actions. If you're unconscious, you're not going to have any idea. But if you have a conscious awareness you're aware. You can keep doing what you're doing or you can say, I'm going to let that go and do something different now. Here's an example. This is the first class in a different setting, right? Well, we didn't out of habit go back to the old place. Maybe some of you might have gone there and go, oh my God, we're not back at Lake Travis Event Center. We're over here at Kelsey's house now. That's an example right there. We had to Come present, conscious, and aware. Called open our email, read our email if you weren't notified or somebody verbally talked to. Saying, hey, we're in a different location. So we've got to go do something different now. We've got to have a sense of awareness that we're not doing the old and now we're going to a new place to do something new, even though we keep doing the same old stuff. <laughs> well, the same old stuff we do, obviously, is the awakening process. But it's a new experience. Because when we complete things, there's no longer a need to do and keep repeating those things because we have fulfilled and learned what we needed to. We can let that go now and move on to what's next, what's new, what's present now. It is so important. These words may seem simple, what I'm saying, but if you realize the power that is inherent within that, if you claim it, if you don't claim it, no good. If you claim it, there's a power there. That power awakens you and it empowers you to really now continue your life and fulfilling your life. And in that fulfillment, not only physically, mentally, emotionally, imaginatively, but I'm talking spiritually. But it's important to understand when you really focus on the awakening of your soul, automatically inherent within that is the fulfillment of the journey to come to that place of awakening. 
And that's the key thing. But we get so caught up in the journey, we lose sight of the awakening, of knowing, becoming conscious of who we are. Don't you sometimes, when you close your eyes and go to meditation, you actually see that inner light? You see that purple light, or you see a white light, or a flash? Or you feel something moving through you? That's what I'm talking about. But consistently, regularly, by your choices, you have to choose to let go. I know a couple people right now that are literally hanging on by a thread to stay in this body. And that's not you, just to be clear with that. <laughs> They're not present in this room, let me say that. Well, spiritually, maybe. Because that fear of the unknown, whether it's death of this body in the fear of not knowing where we're going spiritually, or whether it's literally the fear of what we've been so used to doing to not going and having a new experience, whether it's coming to a new residence or a place to convene, or whether it's a new job, a new relationship, a new school year. Are we willing to keep learning? Are we? Or do we get stagnant? And then it's so hard to make changes, to continue learning. Well, that's not going to happen until we're willing to let go of what we have learned and experienced. What amazes me in all of our sharings, they seem so simple and simplistic, and then really they are. But until we claim that, that power that is in that just is always there waiting for us to claim that. And that's where we have to take personal responsibility that it is nobody's job but your own to do that. Any spiritual teacher cannot do that for you, and any true spiritual teacher will let you know that they cannot and will not, that it is your responsibility. Because if you're going to awaken and know your oneness with God, you've got to take the actions and be responsible for your actions and choices and learn from those to truly awaken. It's so important to realize that. That's why gurus get a bad rap. Because everybody thinks, oh, you give your power away to them. They do it for you. It's a cult. They're controlling you. Well, that does happen. Guess what? The ego loves that. And unfortunately, everybody loves giving their power away to somebody they think is wiser, smarter, more important, more powerful than they are. Just tell me what to do. Not realizing the harm we cause ourselves. But you do that when you go to school, when you're learning to read and write and arithmetic and all that? Do you expect the teacher to do all your homework and say, do it for me and I'll get the benefit? It's no different anywhere else in life, let alone here. Teaching and learning. But again, this is about life. And not just life in this world. Truly the life of the soul. 
in its journey of awakening back into the divine. All the physicality is just symbolic references for the inner journey of the soul. Even this body itself is just a reflection, a tool, a vehicle for the soul to have experienced, to learn its loving and creativity. So are we utilizing that vehicle properly? Are we abusing it? Are we just missing out on it because we're not paying attention? Or we just don't care? What are we doing with it? It is only going to matter to the point of how we value and utilize it. And when we're really ready and we have fulfilled whatever lesson, because there's always a lot of lessons, there's a lot of grades to move through, we're going to let go and graduate. But what do we take with us? Well, just like in school, we don't go back to the same teacher, the same classes. We move forward to the next grade, the new teachers, the new classes. Well, what do we actually take with us? The wisdom of our learning. That's the one thing. You've heard the phrase, you can't take it with you. Well, this is the one thing you do take with you, is the wisdom of the learning through your experience. If you can get that, you will start now realizing the value of life. Not the actual experiences, not your belongings, not your relationships. The value of life itself in all of that. It's what you do inside of yourself with it all that makes the difference. Not the experiences themselves. We're going to have good experiences and bad experiences here. Painful and pleasurable. Happy and angry. It's what we do with it inside that makes the difference. But as long as we keep giving our power away to the outer experience or other people, well, we just keep prolonging it. We keep going to summer school. We keep repeating the same grade over and over and over and over until we finally realize what's going on and that we need to do something different. And then we eventually do. We eventually do something different, even if it's by default. Haven't you had the experiences in life where you don't want to let go, you don't want to move, you don't want to do something different, but something happens and you're forced to, not by your choice? Did you ever realize that maybe that's a blessing? And God's way of supporting you to say, hey, wake up. It's done. You're complete. You're fulfilled. Celebrate and move on. Whether it's life itself, physically in this body, or just an experience we're having along the way. Allow yourself to complete it's like the final exam. You study for her, you do the homework, you learn as much as you can, and if you've really learned, you'll complete it. Otherwise, you've got to go back and retake it. 
But when you're complete, that's what graduation celebration's about. You've got to give yourself that, though. Instead of devaluing yourself, start valuing you as well as your experience. And then you will get the benefit of it all. Then you will empower yourself. And then that makes it easier to now move on and maybe even enjoyable. Because then when you move on, it comes from a place of empowerment and fulfillment. There's a joy there now to step forward into the next adventure, the next action. But then it is more enjoyable. Because when you proactively participate, it enlivens and enthuses the soul. And then there's no much greater fun than that. When you become enlivened and enthused, which is the spirit, the soul, that is really the joy we're all looking for. But unfortunately, we often misplace that joy and enthusiasm back into the world again. Thinking, oh, it was that physical experience. It was that relationship. It was that whatever that brought me the joy and enthusiasm. And if I let that go, then I'm going to lose my joy and enthusiasm. But that's not true. But that's what we tell ourselves. And that's why it's so hard to let go. We have to give ourselves the chance and the opportunity to be willing to let go and then continue now that joyful enthusiasm in a new way. Realizing that that's what motivates us and moves us forward and motivates us and moves us in letting go because often if we don't let go, it becomes more and more and more painful. That's the negative way I like to say this creation supports us to move forward. Joy and enthusiasm will pull us forward and the pain and suffering will push us forward. But it's all moving us forward. But we often don't look at that. We just see the pain and the suffering, so we judge it, condemn it, make ourselves wrong, blame everybody else, don't take any responsibility. And so we play the victim, we build our sob story, all the reasons, I mean excuses, I mean reasons. Why, why, why? Unfortunately, that's what we do to ourselves. Nobody else is really condemning, judging, and scolding us. It's really what we're doing to ourselves. But because we haven't taken the time to meditate, to go within, to do the action of self-study, to look within and observe and get to know ourselves, we always just see the outer reflection. And when what we create in here magnetizes our outer experience. So then when we see the circumstances and the people tell us these things about ourselves, we always blame them. Not realizing we actually created it and they're just reflecting back to us what we have running within ourselves. Until we begin to truly take responsibility and change our inner kingdom. To, I like to say demagnetize all of that, or if we talk in here, neutrality or unconditional loving. 
it demagnetizes. And in truth, this pathway of soul liberation is all about demagnetizing. Not just the bad negative things we don't want to experience, but even the good. Because this creation is about good and evil. The tree of knowledge. It's polarity, magnetic. So even the negative that we think is holding us here or holding us back, well, even the good does that. Because even the pleasurable things we want to recreate over and over and over, which is part of the reason we also don't let go, that holds us here too, out of a magnetic action. So we can even create a magnetism within ourselves to keep drawing to us more of those pleasurable experiences that will keep recreating Think, well, this is good. So if it's good, it must be spiritual. And that's one of the big challenges people face upon any spiritual journey. They often associate good experiences with spiritual. Not understanding it's actually the other side of polarity that still keeps the soul caught up in bondage here. That's the funny thing. This creation is actually a prison. But we don't realize it. We don't see bars. We see open skies. We've got this huge planet to travel around and even space travel. So we don't think it's a prison. You know, the last frontier space, right, Star Trek? Is it? Well, yeah, I guess we're bored with this planet, so we'll go to some other planet and explore that planet till we're bored with it and then keep going to the next and the next and the next solar system, the next galaxy. But yet it's just the same old story time and time again. Not realizing this is a pretty damn big prison. But at some point in there, when it is our time, each an ind individualized soul, when it's truly time to begin to awaken and begin the greater journey, that journey of freedom out of this prison, to go home, back into that spiritual creation, that kingdom of God. And it's funny because there's this part of me still, when I still use the kingdom of God and all this, it just brings up this religious part where people get caught up in the dogma and theology and belief systems, which unfortunately creates a lot of trauma and turmoil and wars in this world. There's a part of me that almost prefers more of the scientific languaging of the human experience rather than more spiritual or religious terms for that reason. That's why often in here you hear us talk more about loving and soul Yes, we use the word God, of course. But what we do with that inside of ourselves, it took me years to get comfortable even with the word God because I know the religious connotations and belief systems that often are put upon words, especially that one. And that's the thing we try to move around, move past, move through. I like to say words in more descriptive terms to realize that God in truth is a loving beingness that is who we really are, all of us. We are one and the same in God. 
the hue and the humanity. And if we can really see it, participate, experience it more that way, and take off the religious theology, the politics around that, the belief systems that create all the separation, then we're going to be in good territory. And we're going to be in better relationship with one another, let alone within ourselves. But ultimately, that's what it always comes back to, is that inner relationship with ourself. Again, the selves and the self. It's important to pay attention, even when you talk about yourself, which self you're speaking of. The soul self is that that is loving and neutral. The higher self is still part of the mind. The conscious self is still part of the lower mind and gets into the emotions. And that child self or the basic self is definitely physical and emotional in nature. Just look at little children and animals. The reason why we think animals are so unconditional in their nature is because they don't have the mental faculty that now creates division, separation through judgment and fear. But yet, of course, the pure emotional level often is in fear. You look at the animal kingdom there, it's all based on fear. It's, you know, the, the chain of command or the food ladder, who eats who. So pay attention and be aware of where you're speaking from. Are you speaking from that place of fear out of that childlike self? Are you speaking from the place of fear of where you're conscious and aware? Are you speaking from the place of fear from the higher self? Or are you speaking from that place of loving and truth from the soul? The only one and true self. But me, myself, and I are just vehicles for the soul. Oh, you think, oh, the I? Me, myself, and I? Is that the soul? No. The I is still the higher self. The I am is the soul. The I am that I am. And that envelops the me, myself, and I. But all that is the inner kingdom by which we are learning it's actually a very scientific process. And why we speak about it, so that each of us begins to pay attention as we learn and know ourselves. That we begin to move beyond our confusion. Who are we really? Not who we think we are, not how, how, who we feel we are. Not who we imagine ourselves to be. But who are we really? And this classroom of life is actually here to assist us in learning about that. But the only way to really learn about that is to focus on the end result, if you will, the goal, that is God. If we don't have that intention or purpose, we'll find ourselves wandering about, going here and there, I know if I ask the question, how many of you have gone to different religions, psychic places, spiritual pathways, psychotherapies, self 
empowerment processes. I bet everybody would raise their hands in one way or another. As we go all over the place trying to discover who we are. I've got it now. And now I'm going to go teach it and make money from it. <laughs> and then it doesn't work. So we move on. And we move on. And we move on. Until eventually there's nothing left. And that is the good news. Eventually nothing will be left. And that's often the case. Because guess what? Does that mean you really screwed up? And you're just failed miserably because you did everything and nothing works? Or does it mean that in going and doing everything, every step of the way, you were learning about yourself and who you are, so that now as you've gone and done it all, you really have a greater understanding. And now that there's nothing left to do, you've graduated and now you can really begin the journey home. So this pathway we share here has always been around. It's the oldest, longest standing pathway on this planet and any planet. It is that pathway for when the soul is ready that has done the journey and has had all the experiences and is truly ready to go home. This is the pathway home. It is an inner pathway of awakening it's a pathway of loving. It's a pathway of liberation. Yes, maybe there seems to be a lot of components, but in truth, there's only one, and that is God. It is one path, one God, one love. And we're just awakening into the oneness of what that is. <laughs>